Have you ever looked at someone who is a corporate practitioner or a business owner and was curious about their journey, what they've experienced, their passion projects, and the practices that have helped them be successful in their work? The Formula Exchange Podcast is the place where the inner genius of our guest meets your curiosity. Our podcast episodes are quick chats geared towards revealing the person behind the LinkedIn profile. You'll quickly discover and learn about their journey what they're doing, and our guests will leave you with a formula to help you conquer your next. I'm your host, Dr. Lenny Cook. Tiffany West is the owner of Interior Health Design, LLC. She helps you style your life from the inside out. And today, she's going to talk about the importance of prioritizing your emotional wellness in business and how it is often the missing piece to reaching personal and professional goals without burnout. Hey there, Tiffany. How are you? I'm doing amazing, Lynn. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for joining the Formula Exchange uh, podcast. And we're so excited to learn more about what you do. And just to jump in, um, can you briefly tell us about where you've been on your journey and how you've come to begin doing what you're doing now? Yes, for sure. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Gosh, where do I start with my journey? Let me just start. um, I started in the corporate world. And I worked for banking and did a lot of real estate um, from my early 20s. Actually, I was 18, 19 years old when I started in the corporate world. And I kind of worked my way up that corporate ladder and considered that to be my idea of success. Um, Going into my early 30s, um, single mom, my son was about three, four years old. I started to experience a ton of health issues. Um, A lot of symptoms going off in my body, headaches, chest pain, digestive issues, hair loss, acid reflux, you name it, skin conditions, eczema, asthma, allergies, I could go on and on. So clearly my body was letting me know something was off. I went the traditional route um, to our you know, Western medical care and I just wasn't getting the answers that I was needing um, to feel better. So that kind of spun me into my own journey of just taking my health into my own hands. I got certified to be a health coach Um, got into the holistic healing aspect because I didn't want to be on medication. Um, That was like the only solution the doctors have prescribed and it was just making things worse. So I just wanted to jump off that train. I didn't have any idea where I was going, but I knew I didn't want to go that route. So I just kind of paved my own path and started learning about health and wellness, um, what I could do with my diet to work on some of my health conditions and my symptoms. Um, And that worked for a little while. Um, I got really good results, lost a lot of weight, wasn't even trying. So that was like a cherry on top. Um, Started to feel a little better, um, but over time it's like I hit a plateau. Um, And so then I started diving deeper into the work. I got certified to be a transformation coach, um, working on my mindset, trying to find, you know, how to stick to the habits. And I also noticed uh, being a health coach and working with my clients, they would hit the same type of plateaus. Um, they would know what to do. They just wouldn't always stick to it. And they would find themselves sabotaging. And I was doing the same thing. Um, also still working full time, full time mom um, with my young with my young child. I was finding myself cons- consistently stressed out. Um, which was kind of counterproductive to all of the healthy eating I was doing and the mindset work I was doing. I still just wasn't feeling all the way well. So a few years um, later, um, during that time, I had got certified to be a life coach as well. And I just really started looking at the mind, body, soul um, as a whole on healing on a deeper level. Uh, And that's when I got into the emotional healing and just started realizing that the core of a lot of physical symptoms is coming from you know, unresolved emotion and childhood trauma and things that we just don't address and we're not taught 
taught in school and we're typically not taught in society to actually acknowledge our emotions and learn how to process them and feel them. So that brought me to where I am today. I help highly sensitive women overcome self-doubt and anxiety so that they can not only feel better health-wise and physically, but they can come out and start really creating the lives that they wanna create and not feel so burdened by not knowing how to control their emotions or not knowing what's going on. So I really help them regulate their internal environment so they can create what they wanna create in their external world and have lasting success. <clears throat> Wow, that sounds like quite the journey and quite the transition out of, you know, corporate work and then working full time for yourself. Um, what has helped you be successful in your work? Uh, really checking in with myself and doing this work. So I do a lot of self coaching, um, just knowing by experience and really transitioning when I did transition out of the corporate world back in 2019. That was a really scary transition for me. I had never seen anybody run their own business and be successful at it and close to me and my family. So I was kind of like, what am I doing here? So I, you know, I went out on my own, but then I noticed that initially it was a lot for me to handle. I was really conditioned to, you know, being told what to do and working for somebody else and building their empire. I didn't know, have any clue on how to build my own. So it took me through a really intensive emotional journey. A lot of stuff came up a lot of self-doubt, a lot of fear, um, a lot of inadequacy, a lot of comparison. So, um, and then I would catch myself beating myself up and trying to do this like tough love approach, this really uh, toxic masculine approach to try to get myself to be in the position to where I wanted to be successful in my business. And that just burnt me out um, emotionally, physically, and mentally. So I would continue to find myself spiraling around the health issues and, you know, feeling a lot of anxiety and just not knowing which way to get out. And that's where just nurturing my emotions and really allowing myself to feel and getting present and more self-aware, that was the key for me to really start making some momentum and working less, but doing more. So it, it just, um, or accomplishing more by doing less is what I should say. Uh, it really helped me to just start getting present with myself and how I was feeling and be more kind to myself and more gentle and patient. Yeah, so in your experience, what, what would you say people misunderstand about the effects of, I guess, the quality and the health of our internal environment and the effects and results that it has on our external environment? That's a really good question. I think the big misunderstanding is that we create our success on the outside of us. Um, our circumstances will determine how successful we are, um, usually material gain, whether it be financial or homes or cars or your status in business, um, whether you work for a corporation or you work for yourself. I think that we consider that to be an idea of success. Um, but we fail to manage and regulate and care for our internal environment in the process. And you find a lot of people that have reached that outer level of success, but they're not happy and they're not healthy. Um, and they've got a lot going on inside that they're masking and they're just not admitting to themselves or the outside world because they feel like they have this image to uphold. Um, and so I do a lot of work on really kind of tearing that down and starting over from scratch and building the foundation from the inside out. And when you're really nurturing your internal environment and giving yourself what you need on the inside, it's inevitable that you're going to create success in any area of your life. Yeah. Now that is that is significant. Like that, I think that's like a um, 
a secret of life <laughs> that so many of us <laughs> miss. Um, so I guess, you know, just pulling from your expertise, can you tell us a little bit of how, let's say nutrition, exercise and mindset, how they all work together and how they relate to what you're working on? Yes, ma'am. I think I see it as legs on a table. Um, you need all of them. So in the beginning of my journey, I was just really focused on, you know, the physical aspect. I need to eat better. I need to exercise. I need to heal my body. So I wasn't really thinking about the mental and the emotional component. So I really worked hard on building that foundational pillar or that leg on the table. Um, but because I hadn't really strengthened the mindset and I hadn't done any of the emotional healing, um, my table was still very wobbly. And it was really confusing for me because I was expending so much effort and time and energy on making sure I was eating all the right things, cutting out certain ingredients. Like I was really anal about it to the point I was stressing myself out. And that stress was creating a lot of internal conflict inside. So when I started to really get into the mindset work and getting my mind and body in sync and in harmony, I started to really strengthen that second leg on the table. Um, and then when I started doing the emotional work and really healing childhood traumas, things that I didn't even realize were trauma for me um, and really becoming more self-aware and understanding how I am, my patterns, um, accepting my feelings, honoring my needs, I really started to strengthen that relationship with myself um, and really with my inner child and really healing her and, and allowing her to feel acknowledged and validated, seen and heard and cared for. That really strengthened that leg of the table for the emotional piece. And then I do think that there's a fourth leg that we tend to miss, miss as well, um, because it's more of the invisible world, people would call it woo-woo, but I believe science proves this to be very true. But then there's the energetic world that we have around us, our energetic body, if you will. Um, it's invisible, we can't see it, but everything in this world that's living and vibrating has an energy, like we're all made up of energy. And when we're not cleansing our energy and clearing our energy, it gets backed up, just like things do in our body if we're not regularly maintaining that and strengthening that part of ourselves. And so um, that would be the fourth leg to me, the energetic and spiritual aspect of our healing. And all of those work together. And when they're all in harmony and all succinct, then we're thriving and we're vibrating at our highest frequency and we're stepping into the highest version of who we are and who we're capable of being and we radiate. And that's where I believe that I think we create success internally. And then it's just a reward on what we are able to manifest on our outer world. So I imagine there are many of our listeners who some have done, you know, the work to be more in sync with all of those different areas of life. But for those who haven't, how could addressing all levels of our own well-being uh, bring, you know, growth and balance to our audience as an individual? Yeah, for sure. I think when you start addressing and getting really self-aware about checking in on your internal hygiene, you know, how you're thinking, not only just thinking about other things, but how you're thinking about yourself, how you're talking to yourself, like that internal dialogue, that's a great place to start, to just look at how your mind is operating and start paying attention to your thoughts and your mind and actually no longer making that mean something about your worth. Um, I think a really good place for me to start was to realize I'm not my mind and I'm not my thoughts. My mind is just a tool that was given to me and when I was created, and it's a fabulous, amazing tool, but when it's left unsupervised and unmanaged and unchecked, 
it can create a lot of havoc in our lives that we are don't realize that we're unconsciously creating for ourselves. And I really think that stepping into your power and the first step is just becoming more aware of what is going on inside of you. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? And how are you showing up for yourself in that moment? Are you kind of pushing through it and just saying, I have to just keep going, keep going, keep going and not honoring yourself and honoring your needs, honoring your body. Um, I think that's a really great place to start is just to become more aware and present of what is going on inside of you and in your world. So Tiffany, for you, what's been a bright spot in your own journey? Like how, how have you found success with prioritizing your own emotional health? I really think the brightest spot for me is um, loving myself and really giving myself permission um, to be where I'm at and just not waiting to love myself when I reach the goal or I reach this, the idea of success. Um, you know, just not waiting until I get there and just really accepting and honoring and loving the heck out of myself and finding value in where I am and appreciating that as if I were our, I had already arrived at this, you know, next level version of me. Um, that has been the brightest spot for me because it's alleviated so much pressure. I feel so loved and cared for by me that I'm not seeking that and seeking the validation from external uh, circumstances or people. Um, and I'm just, I just feel very self-sufficient. So no matter what happens, I just know I have my own back and I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to reach my goals in order to feel loved by me. It's not conditional. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I recently cleaned out my closet and I had all of these new clothing tags with, you know, tags still on them. And I, I asked myself, I was like, why do I have all of these clothes that I've never <laughs> worn? And in my mind, I was just waiting for like a special occasion to wear it, right? And I should just be the special occasion. I liked it when I got it and I should just wear it just because and, and enjoy um, it for myself, right? And so you you mentioning just loving the heck out of yourself. I think it can show up in so many different ways. Um, but for those who may be a little weak in this area, how could you show up for yourself and love the heck out of yourself? What does that look like? Um, one of the first things for me was just realizing how critical I was of myself. Like I all, I think we all have this mean girl in our head who's really there trying to protect us, but she's very, or he um, can be very, very critical. So when you're noticing that you're feeling inadequate or you're doubting yourself or you're feeling really fearful, we'll come in and tell ourselves a lot of things with the word should in it. You should be doing this. You shouldn't have done that. Um, and just really within ourselves. And I think that if you can just start to be more kind and accepting, like I just said, of just who you are, how you are now and where you are now, I think that just is the foundation for being able to move forward and make the changes you want to make from a completely different energy than resisting where you are, wanting to escape who you are, kind of like detaching from yourself and abandoning your own self, trying to be somewhere or somebody else um, or a different version of who you are. I think to really come in and just allow yourself to just be kind and say, baby girl, you're doing good. You're doing the best you can. And I'm proud of you. Um, I talk to myself all the time. I don't care how crazy it sounds or looks. It has been the most healing thing in my journey that I could ever do. And I talk to myself as if I'm talking to a child. 
Um, because literally I am, I feel like I'm talking to the, the little girl in me that didn't get this validation um, and wasn't taught how to love herself. And it wasn't modeled to her in the way that resonated um, growing up. So I think that would be a good first place is to just become your own best friend. And you don't have to like things about yourself to love yourself anyway. Wow, this is so moving. This is so moving. Um, so in, in terms of your own experience, uh, what's been the most important thing? And I know self-love has been a big part of it. But uh, what's, what's another thing that's quite important that you've learned by leading with emotional health to impact every other area of your life? Being present. Um, we are so future focused as a society and just as human beings, we're either really focused on the next thing or the next improvement or what we're gonna do a year from now or two years from now, or I can't wait till tomorrow. Or I can't wait till the weekend. And we're always just like, bailing out on our present moment. And what I realized is that the energy and the way we show up in our state of being, like the way we're seated in our present moment, that's going to infuse all of our future moments. So if we're always constantly chasing the next thing and abandoning our present moment, then we're always going to keep getting the very thing that we think we're trying to escape, if that makes sense. So I think becoming very present and mindful of just being here and now and just really practicing settling into that. And it's not easy. There's a lot of anxiety that's going to come up when you slow down. Um, you're not distracting yourself anymore. Your, your brain's not going a mile a minute. You're not constantly focused on the past and in the future. And there's not all this fluff going on and all this drama that our brain can bring, you know, to us and, you know, the world and society and all these things. And so I think if you can just allow yourself to just get present and not have to do anything in that moment and just be, that is a very valuable and powerful place to be. Um, and at first it's very unsettling and it can feel very boring and like there's not a lot going on, but that's the point is to really condition yourself to just calm your nervous system down, uh, get out of fight or flight and get out of that, that chronic stress state and just allow your brain to experience when things are calm. And as if you make that a practice and kind of work through the discomfort of it, just like exercising and trying to build a physical muscle, you're gonna be building this new mental muscle and repatterning your brain to just know what to do with stillness and start to look for the value in the present. And then you create more space inside for other things to come in that you can create and fill that space with so that you can create what you want in the future. You sound like a master of this. this oh, is, wow, this is, thank you. Yeah, this is perfect. Now, I, going back to your your personal journey, um, you you did kind of allude to having that, um, I guess that that energetic disarray, right? And so, I guess to leave our audience with something that they can use for themselves. I would ask you, what is your formula for overcoming anxiety and self-doubt and um, just being energetically out of sync? Yes, thank you for that. And thank you for that compliment of sounding like a master because this is a place that I, you know, you would have asked the older version of me and I would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm a hot mess and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know which way is that, but the, what I take my clients through and what I, I was my very first client and so I created a method that I use and it is my framework and it's a five-step method called the calm method. 
to own your piece. Um, and it's the process that I have brought myself through. And then I bring my clients through as well. And it really helps them come out of that state of fight or flight and anxiety and just really doubting and just, you know, just not really liking themselves a lot and not being the kindest to themselves. Um, so in a nutshell, uh, the C stands for create. That is step one. And, and basically you just in this, in this phase, you have to start creating awareness. Like I talked about before, you can't change anything you're not aware of. Um, and I really had to start recognizing what was creating the results in my life that I really just was not okay with. And it was bringing me so much turmoil. And when I did all my research and all my studying and all my learning, I just realized how powerful the brain is. Um, and our thoughts and our brains and where we navigate our brain, our mind, that creates the results in our life. So we, if I could just, instead of trying to manage all my circumstances and people and things and all this stuff, I was exerting so much energy trying to manage everything on the outside. I was just like, oh, I could just focus on navigating my own brain. Um, and so when I started realizing how powerful my brain was and how it actually operates, that's when it shifted for me and I started becoming more aware of how I could make the changes and how I could actually make them sustain and last. Um, the second step, the A in that is acquire. This is where I take my clients through where I acquired the tools to be able to manage tough emotions with ease and not feel like my emotions were just in complete control and they were just plowing over me every day. And I just felt at the mercy of everything that was happening to me. I started becoming aware of how I could manage that and having the tools to actually work through those turbulent emotions in a way to where I could use the power in them and use the intelligence and the energy that was coming through to my benefit and to serve me instead of against me. Um, and then the third step is to listen. That's the L. Really tune in and listen to yourself. That's the one thing I wasn't doing. I was, we're kind of taught to listen to everybody else from a very young age. You know, listen to your parents, listen to your elders, listen to your teachers, your coaches, your pastor, you know, listen to your boss, listen to all the gurus out there, listen to God, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's a beautiful thing to get wisdom from other people and to listen to other people. But the one thing I wasn't taught was how to listen to myself and how to tune into my own voice um, and, and hear my intuition and listen for what I needed and what I wanted and follow my desires. So listen, is one of the very, one of the foundational steps in the process, because when you can start listening to yourself, you can start to build self-trust and stop doubting yourself so much. And it really lowers the anxiety. And then the fourth step is to manage. This is where the, the more of the work comes in. Those four first three steps are very foundational. It's a very delicate place to be where you're just accepting where you are. You're loving yourself there. There's not a lot of pressure. You're just really becoming aware of your patterns, your way of thinking, how you feel, how that's creating your results in your life. And you're just getting really familiar with how powerful you are, whether you're creating what you want or you don't want, you're responsible for that. And you start really learning that in those first three steps. And then when you come into manage, you start, you have the tools and then you learn how to manage yourself and manage the way you want things to play out in your life. And you, you learn how to manage your emotions and manage your mind. Um, and you start to be, you, it gives you authority over you. You start to govern yourself in a different way. Um, you're more confident 
because you know that you are in charge of your ship, you're the captain of your ship and nobody else is like pulling strings for you. You no longer feel like a puppet at the mercy of life and, and everything else. And then the fifth step I created and I added that on as a bonus um, because this is, the, this is the phase where you get to play and this is master. Um, this is all about ascending into self-mastery and really starting to learn how to manifest and use your mind and use energy and use everything that's available to us that we learn through those first four steps to really start creating some epic results in your life, really start making some changes and healing yourself on levels you didn't think you could heal and blowing your mind with what you're capable of and having loving, fulfilling relationships with partners and family and friends and coworkers. Um, and then really just being able to manifest the abundance that is available to all of us in our lives. And this is where it can get a little woo-woo, if you will. But again, I don't believe in woo-woo. I just think that this stuff is available to us. And we're just not doing the foundational work to be able to tap into it and see it for ourselves and see it real time. Um, and so when you're in the mastery phase, that's when you just get to have fun. You, you know who you are. You get to meet your most radiant self. And you're just operating every day with intention. Um, and you're just you're not on autopilot anymore. You're very focused. You're very present. And you're very connected to yourself. Um, and you just have such a healthy relationship to yourself that everything you attract in your life matches that energy. And uh, that's just a really fun place to be in. So I will say, when I say, hey, you sound like a master, I didn't know your framework. So the fact that <laughs> <laughs> I use that word in your last, the last M in your framework is mastery or master, right? Um, the, the irony that there is just so it's crazy Wonderful. yeah yes wow <laughs> um so i guess my next question would be who is this formula for and who would most benefit from the use of your particular formula that you just shared with us yes ma'am that's a great question too so myself being a, a very sensitive soul i didn't know this until i got older i actually didn't learn this until a couple of years ago that i'm a highly sensitive person so a lot of the ways i was living my life a lot of the job I was, you know, getting into a lot of the relationships I had been into were not honoring that part of my personality and they were actually very counterproductive and very overstimulating for me and creating a lot of havoc in my and dysregulation in my nervous system and I didn't know that. So now waking up to that, a lot of my clients that I attract are highly sensitive women. So though that this is who this formula is for. Um, anybody could really use it, but I really just focus on helping highly sensitive women really make sense of their big feelings and accept that that's who they are. Not only accept it, but just see that that's the way they are as a gift. It's not a curse. It's not a bad thing to be too sensitive. I know I heard that a lot growing up is that you're too sensitive and I always thought something was wrong with me. So I always tried to fit myself in and mold myself in to the norm and it was just wreaking havoc in my internal world. It was like a war zone going on and I wasn't honoring that. And I really wanna empower these precious women to honor this beautiful part of who they are and really teach them about the characteristics and the beauty of being sensitive and how that is a gift and how it is your superpower. And you get to use it to your advantage. You just have to become aware that one, that's how you are and then love yourself being that way and then unlearn the model that a lot of us have been taught that 
it's not okay to be too sensitive or too emotional. That's considered a weakness. And I just really want them to see their strength. So that is, I'm very passionate about helping highly sensitive women really break free from the anxiety and the self-doubt so they can step into that radiant version of who they are and use their gifts because not only with themselves, but with the world. Yeah, that's really lovely. Um, so for that idea type of woman um, to begin using your, your formula, what would they need in order to get started? First and foremost is a willingness. Um, you have to be willing to want to change. Um, a lot of people, including myself, so this comes with no judgment at all, we, we think we want to change and it sounds good because we're looking at the end result. But when we look at the work that it takes and some of the scary things we have to face about ourselves, it's, it's uncomfortable. And a lot of people aren't willing to do what it takes to make that shift. And so they'll settle to be the less version of themselves than they're capable of being. So I would say number one would just be a willingness and having an open mind um, to adopt new ways of thinking, um, to look at your beliefs and, and really ask yourself, is, is this way of thinking and is what I'm believing in and what, I, what I've identified with my whole life, is this serving me and my personality and my trait in the way that I operate? And is it serving me and aligned with the direction that I wanna move into um, for the rest of my life? So you have to be open-minded to new ways of thinking and new belief systems. And that can be a scary thing because it questions our identity. Um, and when you don't identify with who you've been known to be for however long, decades usually, it's like, well, who am I when I'm not this person? And that can be very rattling to the nervous system, to the body. So um, I think just trust is the next thing, is just being willing to trust in yourself, trust in the process, that this is what it takes to change and, and really tap into that version of you that's already in there. She's just waiting for you to connect with her and you have to disidentify from this older version of yourself in order to connect with the higher version of you. So trust is a big one too. And I would say the last thing is patience. Um, you just have to be patient with the process and patient with yourself because it's not an instant fix. I tell my clients that all the time. If you're looking to work with me and you're looking for like a 30 day lose weight diet, I'm not the coach for you. This is, I work with my clients six months at minimum to begin with just to do foundational work. Um, because it's lifetimes and decades, like I said, of trauma and hurt and woundedness and just being disconnected from yourself. So in order to heal that and bring peace to your inner environment, you want to be patient with that process and just trust in it. So Tiffany, do you have any special tips or last minute insights that you would like to share with us? Um, one special tip is to we all have it available to us. And I think we forget is just to stop throughout the day. I love to put my hand on my chest and feel my heartbeat. Plus we've got energy in our hands um, and to feel your own touch. Science has proven that touch just it increases serotonin and dopamine in the brain. And usually we think of touch as either touching somebody else or being touched by somebody else. But I love to just get my own energy and just tune in and just breathe. That is the quickest way and really breathing into your belly. Um, we're constantly breathing into our chest and we're in this constant state of stress and fight or flight and our poor bodies are just trying their very hardest to keep up. And that's why we see so many people in burnout 
because we're not taking the time out to access this, this free gift of air and energy and life force energy to us to just take a two or three deep breaths. You can do it any place, any time. Nobody has to know that you're doing it. You could do it in your car at a red light. You could do it when you're in traffic and you're stressed out thinking you're going to be late somewhere. It's always available to you and it's free and there's no shortage. And I just think that it's a gift and we can, we can utilize it more. And that was something that started to help me really just get on board with this new way of being is to just get in touch with my breath um, and, and breathe it in and use it as a way to kind of massage my internal world and just let myself know I'm here and I'm present. And I may not know what to do, but I do know how to breathe. <laughs> Very practical and easy to do. Very practical. And in that moment when I did that with you, I felt just a slight shift of um, centering, right? It's yes. just perfect. It's a perfect way to center yourself. Thank you for sharing that. Um, You're welcome. Tiffany, thank you. Tiffany, what are you working on right now? Right now I'm working on a course um, the, the, my calm method is going to be, it's the core of it right now. I work with one-on-one -on -one clients, but I'm growing that practice. Um, and I can see that I'm going to need to, I'm going to want to move women into groups. And so I'm working on a, an online course where I could make this an actual lesson with modules to really walk people through and teach, um, more people at a time, how important it is to just become emotionally aware um, and learn the importance of emotional health and, you know, caring for your emotions and caring for your internal environment, just like we do our homes and our cars and our bodies and our hair and our clothes and things like that, really taking that same uh, type of focus and bringing it in. So I'm excited to be putting this course together to be able to help bring people through a step-by-step in -step a very clear and practical hands-on way in a high-touch program to where they can get what they need and, and get the tools that they need to apply this to their daily lives. And it really radically changes lives. So do you have a website that we can follow up with, um, like your own personal consulting website or something? I do. It's uh, www.tiffany, it's my first name, T I. F-F-A-N-Y, coachme.com. Oh, so www.tiffanycoachme.com. Okay. And we'll make sure that we put this on our website so that people can easily find you. Uh, my final question that I love to ask our guests is what can our audience do to help you on your journey? I would just love for you to spread the word about emotional wellness. This is not just a career for me or just a, a means to an end or a way to make money. Like this is literally my life's passion and it's a mission for me. I really feel like I would love to make it a movement for people to become just emotionally aware and intelligent and resilient um, because I feel like it's the missing piece to our health and wellness these days. And it's just right under our nose. <laughs> we're just, we're kind of just so caught up in all of the events of the world, rightfully so. There is a lot going on. Um, and I just really believe that if we could just spread the word, if you could just tell people um, about the importance of emotional awareness or share this video when it comes live to them um, and support my movement and support my mission, uh, that would be amazing more people need to be on board with how to really love and care for themselves. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us um, here at the Formula Exchange. Um, you've dropped so many gems. Uh, 
and we will make sure that we put all of your contact information on the website. Um, so everyone, you can go to formulaxchange.com and look under Tiffany West's um, presentation and you can not only watch the, the podcast, but also uh, link up with her um, with the links that she shared with us so that we can stay in contact with her. Tiffany, thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you, Lynn. I appreciate you.